Well, good morning, church. <laughs> it is good to be in the house of the Lord. The psalmist said, I was glad when they say unto me, let us go in the house of the Lord. You know, when we were younger, they invite us to a lot of places. <laughs> and we pick up bad habits, and it didn't turn out quite well, but thank God. One day somebody invited us to the house of the Lord. And we had an encounter with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, and we can say we'll never be the same again. You know, the scripture said that when Jesus went to Capernaum, it was noised abroad that he's in the house. Hey, hey, he's in the house. And this morning, I want to tell every one of you here this morning that he's in the house. Amen. Amen. Let the church say that. He's in the house. Say that again. He's in the house. Scripture said we are two or three gathered. He's there and he's in our midst. And um, he's in our congregation this morning. He's among us. Somebody said that in every congregation, there's a broken heart. You look around and everybody might be smiling. But sometimes they have broken hearts. The world is asking where do broken hearts go? But at the church, we have a place for that. Burdens are lifted at Calvary, amen? amen. And um, if you're here this morning and you're broken, it's because it's a broken world and people have broken hearts. But we still serve a God that healed the brokenhearted and set the captive free, amen? amen? And there is nothing too hard for him to do. He is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all we can ask or think of. And if you're here this morning, you're, you're, you're hurting. Remember the promises of God. All his promises are yes and amen. Amen? <laughs> All these promises are yes and amen. Over the past several weeks, we have been looking at the book of Luke and the sixth chapter. Um, we have dubbed it, well, theologians call Luke chapter six, the sermon on the, on the plane. And... Um, You've been seeing the caption there that we've been using, the unshakable life. One of the surprising things about scripture is that we say we are going to search the scripture. You know what we find? Scripture is searching us. And we say we're going to look into the word of God. You know what we find? That the word of God is looking into us. Amen. We say we're going to explore the Word of God, and we find that the Word of God is exploring us. And over the last several weeks, um, Pastor Rick and Pastor Marvin, Brother James, have been challenging us and engaging us about loving our neighbor and judging not. And we've been looking at all these teachings of Christ on the Sermon on the Plain. Now this morning, I'm going to read um, the New King James Version, Luke Chapter 6, it's page 893, the Bible under the chair there if you want to follow. And I'm just going to read um, the basic scripture. I think Kathy did a good job there. Let me just go over this again. In Luke 6 and verse 43, it said, A good tree does not bear bad fruit. Nor does a bad tree bear good fruit. And we don't, men don't gather figs from thorns or grapes from brambles. A good man out of the good treasure of his heart bring forth good. An evil man out of the evil treasures of his heart bring forth evil. And Jesus ended by saying, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth 
speaking. Usually the words that they hear people use, profanity, cursing, what have you, it's a reflection of the heart. Um, we've often asked a question for centuries, mankind have asked, what is wrong with the world? What is wrong with our society? What is wrong with mankind? These questions we have asked and struggled with, whether consciously or, or subconsciously. We often engage in strong philosophical and intellectual discourse as we try to answer these troubling questions. What is wrong with the world? What is wrong in our society? What is wrong with mankind? From when we were young kids growing up, we've heard about kingdom rising and falling. Empires being raised up, empires being destroyed, tribes against tribes, revolution and counter-revolution, there's hate, there's division. We've heard, of, heard and seen man in humanity towards man. We talk about unity. We talk about love in the world. We talk about peace. But they all seem to be nothing more than elusive aspiration. And we're still left asking the question, what is wrong with the world? What is wrong with our society? What is wrong with mankind? We have witnessed through history and time how devious man can be. Remember the genocide. Jewish genocide, six million people executed, sent to the gas chamber, and you wonder, how can man be so inhumane? In Cambodia, a crazy communist guy, Pol Pot, Khmer Rouge regime, over two million people were either executed or starved to death. And even more recently, in Rwanda, in 100 days, the battle between the Hutu and the Tutu. The Hutu were the majority, Tutu the minority, and over 800,000 people were killed in the Rwanda genocide in just 100 days. Hacked to death by machete. And you're just wondering, it feels like the very bowels of hell will eviscerate and it does throw up everything like a volcano. Just <coughs> unspeakably evil. And if you ask the global expert what is wrong with the world, they'll tell you probably wealth inequality, famine, homelessness, disease, COVID, polio, you name them, wars. And they're still trying to find answers. Recently, as a nation, we went through what I would only call the last 18 months, the summer of our discontent. Oh, how we see divisions and demonstration and outrage and despair, racial unrest, as I said, demonstration all around, gun violence, the horrible killing of George Floyd the COVID pandemic. And we asked the question this morning, what is wrong with mankind? Why do we have to always live like that? Lou Royds is a popular American singer. 
Some of you might have heard of Lou Roy, um, sing a lot of ballads. He started off in the church in 1950s with a gospel group called the Pilgrim Travelers. And in 1979, Lou Roy wrote the classic. And he asked the question, what is the matter with the world? Has the world gone mad? And he answered his question, there ain't nothing wrong with the world. It's just the people that's in it. <laughs> I think Jesus tried, um, tried, I think that's led us to what Jesus said in Luke chapter 6. We take a, a closer look of how Jesus explained the old phenomena, what is wrong with the world, what is wrong with society, what is wrong with mankind. In Christianity, the Sermon on the Plain here in Luke 6, um, Jesus simply went to the heart of the matter. If you've been asking, what is wrong with man? What is wrong with our society? As you heard the scripture read this morning, Jesus went right to the heart of the matter. Jesus got right to it. He said, he said, a good tree bears good fruit. A bad tree is going to bear bad fruit. By their fruits, you shall know them, whether it's good or bad. Likewise, he said, listen, a good man is only good because of the good treasure that's in his heart. A bad man, an evil man is evil because of the evil or bad treasures of the heart. Bingo. Man's problem is a heart problem. And we're not talking about the anatomical heart that beats on the left side for most people. There are a few cases of dextrocardia where the heart is on the other side. But when we talk about the heart of man, it's the center of your desire, the center of your emotion, the, the, the part of you that, that have desires and fall in love, the, your deep innermost being. It's the fire. And, and mankind bring forth a fruit. Jesus here is saying that the heart is a tree. And the fruit that, is, that it brings forth if it's not a good heart, it's going to be evil fruit, bad fruit. And the only person who can change the heart we know is Jesus Christ, our Lord. You know, sometimes we pretty up the outside. You know, the ladies put on their little rougie rougie and guys wear their muscle shirt or whatever, you know. Looking good on the outside. But Jesus said, the tree is like the heart, or heart is like the tree. And the fruit that we produce, it comes out of the heart. You know? You don't do things and you do a flip Wilson and say, oh, the devil made me do it. No, 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 no. <laughs> That's not quite how it works. The devil made me do it, you know? Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. The heart is a tree. And um, what we commonly speak or agree with comes out of the heart. Um, and, and Jesus was emphasizing our hearts is like the tree. And Jeremiah the prophet have a few choice words to say about the heart. Jeremiah says that the heart of man, the natural unconverted man, the heart of man 
is deceitful and above all things desperately wicked by a capital D. Amen? That's the situation or the sad situation of the heart of man. A deceitful heart. So the wise man Solomon looked at the church this morning and said, Guard your heart. Keep thine heart with all diligence, for out of it is the issues of life. Out of that, what, the, the condition of that heart can determine life or death and so many other things. It's a heart problem. It's a heart issue. And one song said, if you want a brand new world, you got to have a brand new people. And if you want a brand new people, you've got to have a brand new spirit. And if you want a brand new spirit, you have to come to Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. That's how we change the heart of man. Jesus said, said, Mark and Matthew recorded that. Jesus said, it's not what goes into a man that defiles him. You know, when you're growing up, you said, hey, you want to go to heaven? Don't eat pork. Don't eat lobster. Don't eat those guys. You know? The kingdom of God is not meat or drink. But righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Yes. It's not what you eat or drink that defile you. Scripture said it's what comes out of a man that defile him. What comes out of, of the heart of a man is an evil thought, murder, adultery, theft. You know, shoplifting is a billion-dollar industry. I was preaching one morning, Framingham. Didn't have it in my notes, and I just started to say, let him that stole steal no more. And I said it one or two times, and by, by the time I said it the third time, there was about nearly 40 women in, 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 the, in the room that morning, and I heard a scream emanating from the back. I don't know if it was Michelle Fierce or God bless her, Mary Bryan. One of the ladies in, in the team went down there to find out what was happening. At the end of the service, this woman came to me and said, how did you know? <laughs> Who told you? How did you know? We have read Ephesians um, 4 verse 28 already. And we know God is saying, Paul said to the church in Ephesus, if you're a Christian, if you're born again, if you say you are following Christ, let him that stole steal no more. We recently heard that there's tens of millions of people that are taking your information and your social security number and they are um, applying for unemployment falsely and cheating. Thank God nobody like that come to this church. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, God, I hope the church or Christians are not caught up in this. Hey, you can't take people things in the name of Jesus. <laughs> you know, and call it yours. Let him that stole steal no more. You know, and, and we need so much of that in our society. There, an honest heart. A heart ruled by the Spirit of God. That you don't have sticky fingers. And baptizing things and call them your own in the name of Jesus. And calling things in to be, it doesn't work that way. You know, what comes out of, of a, a man's heart that defiles him? And every day, if you live near a train track, you, can, you know when that train is coming, you can hear the rumbling, 
every day in our society, we hear the rumblings of the heart of man, the sinful heart of man. Another bank robbery, another mass shooting, another stabbing, another killing. It's the heart of man, it's the rumbling of the heart of man that we hear and see on the news every day. Amen? If our society is bad, it's because our hearts are dangerous and bad. Somebody once said, if you go over to Malden and you find a guy stealing bolts from the train track, you arrest him and then you say, oh, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to send him to MIT or send him to Harvard. He gets a good degree. Somebody said, when he comes back, he'll now steal the whole train track. <laughs> what have you done? You might have educated the mind, but you haven't changed the heart. Remember Enron scandal? These engineers and intellects, $74 billion defrauding cons consumer in energy, that was in 2001 in Texas. That's an example of those who will come back and steal the entire train track. These men were educated men, the finest we had around. And we saw what happened. Well-known British philosopher um, and writer G.K. Chesterton, I, I get the name. He was a kind of layman and a, 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 a preacher and a theologian. And a, it is said that a question was placed in the London Times, what is wrong with the world today? And G.K. Chesterton replied, Dear sir, I am yours, G.K. Chesterton. What is wrong with the world today? A little secret. Take a look in the mirror. That's why G.K. said, I am. Thank you, yours truly. If you want to know what's wrong with our society today, take a little look in the mirror. I don't, you might think it's a handsome guy or a, a pretty gal or whoever you are. But look in the mirror today. You see that guy? That's what's wrong with the world. You see that guy? In every one of us, they're the rebel. And the, old, the rebel is the old, sinful, Adamic nature. And there's, all, there's only one solution to the, for the rebel. Execution. The rebel has to die. But thank God, Jesus Christ <laughs> went to the cross on our behalf. Can you give God a, a hand? Jesus went to the cross and the rebel died on the cross. Sinful you and sinful me. And because of that, you and I can have hope and have life. And we have to daily recognize that rebel that lives in us, that old Adamic nature, and bring it to the cross. Jesus said, if any man will come after me, let him take up his cross daily and follow. Look at the man in the mirror. You wonder, why do we have to have a police station in every, every, every town? You have intellects, lawyers, doctors, the CEOs. You still need a police station? No. Just look in the mirror. That guy, you can't trust that guy. 
Paul said we are the circumcision that worship God in the spirit and we rejoice in Christ Jesus. We have no confidence in the flesh. Amen. That flesh, that, 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 that guy will let you down at the drop of a hat. When David sinned with Bathsheba, David went into Bathsheba, you know, the, his mall fall. She got pregnant. And once you start to sin as a Christian or a child of God, it tends to snowball because you have to one, use one sin to cover up the other sin and one lie to cover up another lie. David sent um, Bathsheba's husband to the front of the battle, got him killed. And when Nathan the prophet came and spoke to David and revealed to him his, his sinful heart, David said something that a lot of us here this morning need to come to God so often and say, have mercy upon me, O God. According to thy loving kindness, according to the multitude of thy tender mercies, blot out my transgression, create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. And some of us need to come back to God and say something like that. Church, I'm asking this morning, how is your heart? Scripture said, guard your heart. Keep thine heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. If you want peace in society, I would suggest you get a heart with peace. You want love in society? Church, we need to love like Jesus loved. Loving is usually is not an easy human thing. It's a supernatural thing. Fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering. Long you know the nine fruits of the Spirit, but the first one is love. And we need more than a little love in our society today. You know, we have seen the rage and the hate and the demonstration. How about you, you today as a Christian? How is your heart, church? Do you love people? Do you love red and yellow, black and white? They are precious in his sight. When Jesus loved, the Bible said, God so loved half of the world. God so loved certain kind of people. No, no, no. Scripture said God so loved the world. The world of people. And we could deal with a little love in our hearts today. Some honesty in our hearts, you know. Some of you might have been struggling as you live the Christian life. You know, you come here, Duncan gave us Lord's Supper. You know, and tomorrow, or for the holiday, but when you're off to work again, driving down the highway and some madman cuts you off and you get angry. <laughs> you know, and he scream at you and you did something. And you said, God, that wasn't a thumbs up. And it wasn't the pinky finger either, Lord. Oh. Oh. Guard your heart. <laughs> Church, guard your heart. That's how the enemy coming in moments that you're not expecting, you know? And you didn't feel like giving him thumbs up, but the other thing you gave him wasn't good. <laughs> How's your heart this morning, Church? Guard your heart. Get along with people, hate anybody. Oh, I'm not talking to her again until two Sundays meet. Oh, she gave me the eye. Really? <laughs> Guard your heart. 
Keep your heart with all diligently, for out of it are the issues of life. Like I said, you can't use the flip wheels next use, the devil make me do it. You get in a power with somebody at, at work and you use some words and you say, God, that wasn't exactly John 3.16. What was I think? <laughs> you probably say words that you can't repeat on Sunday morning or anytime during the week as a Christian. But tough times reveal something very important. When Jesus was hungry for 40 days and 40 nights, he went into the wilderness, he was tempted. And every time he was tempted, if you be the son of God, do this or do that, Jesus said, it is written. It is written. He stand upon the word of God during times of testing and temptation. So the devil made me do it. Not a good excuse. Because it's what's in your heart that comes out. What is it, what's in your heart? Tough time reveal the real you, the true you. And this morning I ask you as, as a Christian, as a church, how is your heart this morning? Oh, the world needs you. And they don't need something fake. They need the real thing. When God sent um, Samuel to anoint um, a new king, he had rejected Saul, and he, he's going to anoint a new king, and he called the seven sons of Jesse. You know, when the first one came, Eli, he was ripped, you know. Gosh, he was down with it. And God said to Samuel, no, not that one. Are you kidding me? Look at that specimen. <laughs> you know, are you kidding me? And all seven, seven the first Seven kids fell before the Lord, and um, God said, no, not one of those. And God said something important to Samuel, the prophet, that is good for us this morning. When Elab, the eldest son of, of, of Jesse, passed by, God said, Samuel, man looketh on the outward appearance, but God see at the heart. Amen. You can't just come to church and, oh, praise Jesus. Hallelujah. <laughs> you know? And you, boy, she looked like a Christian. Did you hear her? He looked like a real Christian. Oh, wow. But if it's just outward trappings, if it's just all fake, if it's all superficial, it's not going to be well with you. I read the story with Nikki Cruz. And um, Pastor David Wilkerson was called by God to go to the gangs in New York. Nikki Cruz was the leader of the gang called the Mama. And Nikki Cruz was ministering to all these guys in the gang. And um, one day Nikki couldn't take it anymore. And he said, preacher man, get out of here. Preacher, I don't want to hear about you, Jesus. Just leave. If you don't leave, I'm going to kill you. And I'm going to cut you up. And it's like the Spirit of God does begin to move in Pastor David Wilkerson's life. You might have seen the Christian move it across on the switchblade. And in that moment, Nikki Cruz, um, uh, Pastor Wilson, David Wilkerson turned to um, Nikki Cruz and said, Yeah, Nikki, you might be able to do that. But if you cut my body in a thousand pieces, 
Every piece will say, I love you and Jesus loves you. What's in his heart? That wasn't done by playing church or just Sunday morning visitation. Nicky Cruz could show love even when a man is about to kill him. Because Isaiah the prophet said that when the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of God will lift up a standard against him. And I'm sure Nick, um, Pastor David Wilkerson don't know what just happened. It was the Spirit of God moving in a supernatural way for him to love the unlovable. And Nikki had to call uncle. Nikki realized that he was caught in the irrevocable of the divine and there was no turning back. Stand up like a man, Nikki. Make a decision. And we know the story went very well. Nikki Cruz gave his heart to Jesus. He ministered to over 50 million people during his active ministry. God changed a life. Church, how is your heart this morning? How is things going with you? If you're here, this morning you are not saved. You're not a Christian. You don't know Jesus Christ. This could be your moment, your chance to realize that our problem is a problem of the heart. And unless Jesus changed the heart, you can't just dress up the guy in an Armani suit and he's looking good in a nice Lamborghini or Benz. That doesn't change a man. You have to change the heart. And... Um, if you're here this morning and you're a believer, it's the, and you want to ask like David, creating me a clean heart, oh God. How is your heart this morning, church? You need God to change your heart. Dan Burr, gospel singer, died a couple of day, um, years ago. He sung, sung the song, or wrote the song, Make Me New, Lord Jesus. Make me new. For it seems that in so many ways I'm not enough like you. Take this weary vessel I've been and mold me once again. Change my heart. Change my spirit. Make me new this morning. I don't know where you are, saints of God. If you ever go to Walmart or one of these Home Depot places and you hear somebody on the intercom, clean up on aisle 13. Probably that's you this morning. You need a little cleaning up in your life. You need to repent like David and ask God to do a new work in your heart. This can be your moment. This can be the hour. If, you, if, you, if the heart is clean, we will be able to do exploit for God. And as the um, praise and worship team closes out this morning, the altars are open. If you need to make it right with God, if you want to say, God, it's me again. I have a problem that only you can solve. Change my heart, oh God. May I be like you. May I be like you. God bless you this morning, James. Thank you.